What's going on, everybody? Man, it's been a long time coming. It's been like four months since I've done an episode, but now we are visually appealing. This is the upgrade. We are on YouTube now, and I think Spotify as well will let me uh, incorporate some video, so that's exciting. Officially taking the next step, dude. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I appreciate Jason Williams once again, that's the trusty roommate, here. one of the best guests we've ever had. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, I took a, a little hiatus, um, to be honest, you know, I wanted to be transparent with the audience. Um, yeah, you know, I, I also was not really feeling a hundred percent mentally. So I really took like a mental health break as well. Um, during the holidays, yeah, just wasn't feeling a hundred percent, but I've got everything, um, under control now. And we're good to go. And good, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's always important to keep your mental health in check. Exactly. And I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, 100% good to go so I can stay consistent and put out an episode every week or every other week and not have these giant gaps in between. Yeah. So, yep. Yes, sir. So, um, and I know, unfortunately, missed out on a, a great amount of sport events. So, Super Bowl. World Cup, <laughs> but um, that's all right because we're going to kick it off here with a pretty crazy uh, night of fights that happened last night. Hell of a night. Yeah, man. UFC 285 went down. The return of, I mean, it's safe to say the GOAT now, uh, John Jones, man. He is the new heavyweight champion. Yeah. And it was very... <laughs> decisive i mean it, it, it wasn't even close uh it, it was it was a landslide and we'll get into it in a little bit um i really wanted to start from the first fight of the card um and we don't need to touch on all five of them but i wanted to start with this one um we had a middleweight fight and this guy um bo nickel three-time national champion wrestler from penn state and has only been training MMA for a year and a half. And this guy has four first-round finishes. I mean, it's pretty impressive. And the guy he went against, Jamie Pickett, he's a veteran in the sport. I think he's got... He it, had nine knockouts. Yeah. Saw. Yep, yep, there it is. Um, so he had... Yeah, he's got yeah thirteen and eight, so he's got plenty of experience. So this was it was no slouch that he put him up against. Right, right. It was. I mean, even though the odds didn't uh, justify that, because Bo was like a minus two thousand favorite, that was pretty disrespectful in my opinion. <laughs> but it did kind of play out that way. Um, yeah, Bo took him down and submitted him in the first round, and like a lot of people thought. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, you know, people kind of think that, or even casual fans think that the the era of the specialist is kind of done with. Like, everyone really needs to be just completely an overall badass in every kind of discipline, wrestling, kickboxing, whatever. You got to be able to do it all. Yeah, and Bo, you know, doesn't have a lot of striking experience, obviously, but if he can just take you down and submit you and you can't stop it, I still call that a specialist. It yep. is what it is. Like that, yeah. Yep, just, yep. Uh, definitely see his star rising 
the the quicker quicker he gets more fights and just uh, yeah yeah and you want to see you know someone tested obviously you want to see them get out of the first round and have a little bit of adversity they got to fight through mm-hmm. he'll eventually get to someone that's a significant striker and then it's going to be a different game plan i would think um but again if they can't if the opponent can't stop his takedown and I kept saying it all last night. He reminds me of like a Matt Hughes back in the day. Mm-hmm. That same thing, just a had farm boy strength, you know, <laughs> what, throwing bales of hay, uh, hay all day long, and just an, a natural beast. And then when it comes to the wrestling, unstoppable. It's really just fundamentals, taking you down, work into a, a submission, and you're done. I don't need to worry about striking. So his wrestling from it's Olympic level, right? He's yes, yeah. So he, I believe he went through a couple Olympic trials, and then he said, "You know what? I'm going to pursue MMA full time." So he made that decision, and um, Penn State. Yeah, three-time national champion at Penn State. That's a powerhouse. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he's a monster, man. And um, my boy Mike Cameraman and Rhett Elliott, who's been on the podcast before. Shout out to you guys. Um, we actually saw him live here in Richmond, Virginia. His, he handled somebody. <laughs> yeah, his first fight ever, his first MMA fight, and he knocked the dude out in probably a minute thirty. I mean, honestly, the guy that he went against looked like some backyard middle, middle of the road middle of the road older like he looked like he was probably pushing 41 42 like on the <laughs> who put him up against a 26 27 well i think what happened was he was a last minute replacement so the guy he was supposed to go against dropped out so they needed somebody and, and they landed i don't know if he was 40 year old man <laughs> i mean he looked like someone that you'd find out of a, a trailer park no offense but uh, <laughs> um yeah so we saw him knock that guy out live and man we were like all right hopefully uh we can see this guy on prime time well that's uh, pretty cool y'all can say you saw him at like the, yes the ground floor exactly exactly mm-hmm. so um he ended up on the cont- Dana White's Contender Series, won his first fight by rear naked choke in the first round. And then Dana said, all right, that's your second MMA fight ever, so we got to give you one more you know, to, to say you're legit. Mm-hmm. And he went out there, um, I think it was like seven weeks later, submitted the guy with a triangle choke in the first round. I mean, that's, that's fucking impressive, man. Um, well, I mean, Pickett, him going up against Pickett last night, it, it – looked okay for the first first death nails of it but then um um you could just see nickel got his opening and that was it yeah yeah he got on his back and then yep just jumped on him and capitalized and um it, it was very impressive so i think um i think what's next for Bo, he'll probably get someone in the top 20 top 15 and then depending on how that goes i mean we could see a very quick rise to stardom people are already kind of comparing him to hamzat a little bit just yeah and and hamzat i was listening to uh, dana white last night in the post fight conference um 
he said that Hamzat needs to permanently move up to 185 because he's having issues cutting down to 170. Hmm. Um, I mean, we all know that one time when he was supposed to fight Nate Diaz, but he came in like eight pounds overweight. Right. So they're like, nah, that ain't happening. Um, so, is there is there a you know more than me? Is there a is there like a certain grace period you get? Like if you show that you can't make weight, but you're a star like Hamzat, how, do you get? finite amount of chances or um if you don't make weight man you're kind of on the shit list with dana white okay he, he takes that very seriously um so sure i mean some guys have a little bit of privilege McGregor. yeah yeah <laughs> you could say that the connor privilege but if it happens more than once you're not going to be getting those headliner fights Damn. yeah yeah you're going to be kind of Middle tier, maybe the opening fight on a card. Um, yeah, that's just a no-no. And it sucks, man. I, I That's like the worst part of fighting. I've heard from all these athletes from interviews, just the, the weight cutting is mm-hmm. just egregious and fucking, you know, just taxing mentally and physically, obviously. Especially before you're about to go to war. I mean, you're just depleted uh, completely. And then you and then you said the night before they try to get it all back and yes yeah, yeah yeah most guys when they fight the next day they gain like twenty pounds overnight sometimes even thirty pounds mm. it's insane yeah they just blow up from eating and drinking whatever they want at that point um so I think we're gonna be seeing Bo and. Maybe some kind of co-headliner or like the third fight on the card, which is still like a, a pretty great spot to be in um, when it comes to pay-per-view. And I mean, if you're brand new. I mean, if you're... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, only the, so that so his next fight will be his fifth fight in MMA. And that was his UFC debut last night. So I mean, I mean look, it says. He had two total submission attempts. <laughs> he made such quick work of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't even close. Um, so kudos to Bo Nickel, man. We'll see what the future holds for that guy. Looks good. Yes, sir. Um, and then we'll touch on oh, yeah. another capitalization. For Alexa Grosso, man. This was the co-main event last night. Uh, Women's flyweight bout. You had Valentina Shevchenko, the dominant champion. Assassin. Yes, yes. Bullet. The bullet. um, Taking on Alexa Grosso. Who, to be honest, I didn't really do that much research on her. I haven't watched that many of her fights, but she is tough as nails. Yeah, our friend Ryan really seemed to think she had it. Legitimate shot. Yep, yep. Even though uh, Ryan didn't have bet on Valent- Valentina last night, but uh, we won't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Uh, <laughs> Cash out. Yeah, yeah. I know he kept saying that. That was great. Um, so yeah, Alexa Grasso, another Mexican champion. I mean, you can't deny the Mexican heart. I mean, it's. No, it always I, prevails. It seems like. I mean, for four rounds, it it felt like Valentina controlled it. I'm not gonna say dominated, but it felt like Valentina just kind of had it going the way she wanted it to go. But Grasso would not go away, at all. Dude, I mean, yeah, Valentina was up, um, 
three nothing. I thought Mm-mm. on the scorecards. And there there were times Valentina would she caught Grosso quite a few times with those sharp jabs that yep. we always talk about. Yep, it was back and forth on the feet. She didn't go away, and it's a prime example of it. It is not over until it's officially over, bro. Like, yeah, that. What did that take? Ten seconds for her to change the entire fight. Yep, yep. So in the fourth round, Alexa Grasso, just like you were talking about with Bo Nickel, just jumped on Valentina's back, just waited for it. She it was like it was it was almost like she had prepared completely for that opening. Like if she saw mm-hmm. that opening, she was going for it. Yep, and, yep. And Valentina um, really made the mistake of just dropping to her knees in a turtle position kind of made it easier for her to get her yeah yeah i I felt like she should she should have uh tried to fight her a little more and uh let her kind of hang on her like a backpack against the cage in a standing position Mm -hmm. and then try to uh turn into her at that point because she's certainly capable of you know someone gets on her back she can shrug them off she's pretty built oh my god she's insanely strong Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and yeah, Valentina, she kept landing takedown after takedown. Um, let's look at the stats. There were a, co- yeah, there were a couple close She got four takedowns. Um, One submission attempt, but she made it count. That's yes. What, that's what's cool. Yep. And yeah, that's what capitalizing is, man. You just take what you can get. Even, I mean, God, there was only 45 seconds left in the round, but she made it count. Yeah. Yep, she wasn't going into that fifth round. Mm-mm. And you could see this freaking squeeze pressure that was on Valentina's face. She was going about as red as your shirt. Yeah, she, yeah. She was about to – She either she was going to tap or she was going to go out. Um, to be honest, I didn't think she was going to tap. Mm. Being that assassin culture, I feel like she right. would just go out on her shield, but – who am I to say? I definitely would have tapped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but man, that was that was the upset of the night. I mean, that, that was beautiful. Yeah, and I then, think she'll be a good champion. She seems kind of down to earth, humble. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, super humble. Um, really doesn't want the promos or anything. I think she's big in Mexico. I've I've seen oh, quite yeah. a few promos with her there, but yeah, yeah, really doesn't want like the sponsorships or. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that they're probably gonna have a rematch here, yeah. just because Valentina was winning that whole fight. Um, she really was. She it was a clear cut winner. Yep. But she hats off to Alexa Grasso, man. Just yeah. I mean, the last year. And so far this year, there's been just insane upsets in this sport, mm-hmm. or really in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, after watching Usman get knocked out by Leon Edwards, I mean, same same deal though, right? Usman's controlling pretty much the whole fight. It's going to be a clear cut decision, precisely. Then Edwards yeah, yeah. Edwards is in the corner looking like he's about to fall over, defeated. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets that one lucky uh, was that a head kick? Yep, yep. Um, that's all it takes, man. And yeah, so after watching that, I mean, that really justifies what you said is it ain't over till it's over. Yeah. Yeah. There could be 30 seconds left, but all it takes is one mistake and you zigged when you could have zagged or you get your back taken and you're in a shitty position and Mm -hmm. you got 30 seconds to fight it off. And Valentina was not able to last night. And we were talking about leg kicks. Valentina was firing off. 
if one of those legs kick leg kicks had connected, Alexa Grasso was going clear across the octagon. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the wheel kick she was throwing, mm-hmm. the head kicks? Yeah. I mean, she's deadly uh, when it comes to striking. But Grasso was looking for it. Just dip, yeah. And weave, she's know? got great boxing. Um, her head movement is awesome. She pieced up Valentina in the first round with a nice combo, and mm-hmm. I think that kind of set the tone for the rest of the fight. Mm-hmm. Valentina was like, okay, like, I can't. Not a slouch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't underestimate her any more than I already have. Right. Um, I like yeah. her though. She she seems like she'll be a good champion. So while she has the belt, you know. Yep, yep. Because you just said rematch, and that's going to be. I think it's the same scenario as, um, like we said last night when Juliana Pena beat Amanda Nunez, mm-hmm. choked her out same way, rear naked choke, and then they had the rematch, mm-hmm. and Amanda handled her dominantly. Um, not saying that's how this will go for the rematch and the outcome. But um, I do think they run it back yeah. immediately. And I think that – I don't think Valentina would make that mistake again, but you never know. And she's been such a good champion. She'll get an immediate title shot. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's been super dominant. She's had, I think, four title defenses mm-hmm. at this point. And, um, no, nah, I can't wait for the rematch. That's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, and then we'll move on to the the main event here. That was a little anticlimactic, <laughs> in That's our an opinion. <laughs> yeah, you had uh, John Jones competing against Cyril Gon, number one contender I for even call it that uh, <laughs> for <I'm> the. Sorry, <laughs> sure, no, I mean I get it. Um, it, it was it was pretty one sided and. It was the vacant heavyweight belt because, as we all know, Francis Ngannou relinquished it after they mm. could not come to an agreement on contract uh, constipulations. And John Jones being the, you know, having the accolades that he does, he immediately got the shoehorn in to compete for a world title. And Cyril Gane, you know, he had lost to Francis. I think that was like a year and a half ago. Close decision, lost. So he beat Tai Tuivasa, and then did he fight someone else since then? Maybe not. It might have just been Tai. I think it was only Tai. So that put him back in the number one spot. And man, it was, it just seemed like Cyril was kind of lackadaisical about everything. He was like, yeah, like, this is awesome. I'm fighting John Jones, but, like, I'll be... He even said, like, I'll be honest, I haven't been training, you know, my ass off this whole time. It's really... that's the first mistake. Yeah. You gotta realize who you're going up against. Exactly, exactly. I mean... Why would you Why would you take a step back in your training when you're going to go up against Bone? You know? Yep, yep. Um, so, it was... I mean, I don't want to say it was obvious he didn't train or practice for any kind of grappling exchange or wrestling resistance, but that's basically all that happened. You called it. Yeah. You said if he gets a, if he gets gets his back, it's over. Mm. I, or even just getting his hands on him and mm. taking him down. Um, yeah, so got a first-round submission. 
let's see, yeah, two minutes and four seconds into the into the fight. What a letdown. Yeah. He, I just can't spin it any other way. I man. think, yeah, let's look at the stats. Um, one. So there was one a, submission attempt. Yeah, yeah. And there was only five or six strikes thrown from each of them. And John, Jones didn't take any damage really at all. And Mm-mm. basically all that happened was they had a couple exchanges. John got him against the fence, circled around to his back, took him down easily like a rag doll. Mm-hmm. And then Cyril turned into him against the cage and John just started going for his famous guillotine where he just cinches that thing right up under your neck, Leota Machida style. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was about to try to stand him up and do the same thing, but he just let him sit right there in that crouch position and gone tapped within a couple of seconds. I mean, there wasn't much resistance mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. It was so quick too. It was just because we were all sitting here like, is it over? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, Holy shit. I mean, wasn't even competitive. And I was watching the uh, the post-fight conference, and Dana just seemed, like, very, you know, happy and exhilarated about John's performance. But deep down, I had to think that he was probably pretty upset with oh. Cyril gone. I mean, that's not much of a main event to really put on for people. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're banking on at least three rounds. When you do a main card, right? I mean, a main event. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's, you know, a slugfest in the first round, everybody would love that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a landslide. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Um, Did you think John entered that fight out of shape? It, was... it appears he, I mean, he. so he came in like 250, you know, pretty heavy and... Yeah. Yeah, it looked like he was kind of eating and drinking whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, not the most toned up body we've seen from John Jones. Yeah. Um but could he have gone five rounds? You would think so. I mean, he's never really had an issue with cardio in his fights. Because that's where I was going with it. I was like, if that thing had gotten stretched out, yeah, would, yeah. would you give it to Cyril who definitely looks more in his element? Um, if it was strictly on the feet, yes. If it came to just, uh, wrestling exchange after wrestling exchange, I think gone would have been gassed. Mm -hmm. I I don't think he is training for, you know, a world beater like John Jones to be able to foretake five rounds of straight wrestling. Um, you know, that's all hypothetical, but that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think John, despite his image, I, I think he was in shape. I, I think he could have gone at least four to five rounds and looked okay. Um, he gave us a cartwheel just to let us know. He could oh, still my do God, it. dude. We were joking. We were like, man, if he doesn't land that, that's a, <laughs> that's a horrible sign right there. <laughs> that might be the, uh, the bad omen for him to lose his first fight. But it's wild, man. He's... He seems like he's completely reformed himself, mm-hmm. and I hope he I hope he sticks to it, man. Um, I've been watching him over the last twenty four hours, and every interview he starts off, oh, I just want to, 
you know, thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I yeah. guess he's a, a man of God now. Um, and for his uh, for his benefits, he needs to hopefully stick with that. As as talented his... as he is, it's tough in the in the years leading up to this. It's it's always been like, man, he is definitely the best ever. Mm-hmm. But he does everything he can to kind of I know mess that up for himself. Yep, yep. Whether that's with substances or behavior outside. Yep, you nailed it. Um, I just it was funny. Uh, Dana, I get one of the uh, reporters at the conference was saying to Dana that, uh, "Are you aware that John Jones is holding an after party tonight?" after this victory and Dana was just like, is he really <laughs> kind of just perplexed? Like, uh, all right, well back to square one. Yeah. I, ho- I hope, uh, his security and his boys keep him in line <laughs> because yeah, now that he's a heavyweight champion, man, like he needs to be on his P's and Q's. He needs to end his legacy on top, right? Yeah, without any demerits or because any he more has demerits. Earned, he, in the octagon, he has earned it. I mean, he's he is head and shoulders the best MMA fighter of all time. Yep, yep, he is the Michael Jordan of MMA for sure. And that was a pretty interesting. Uh, whatever the hell ESPN was trying to get out of Stipe there, he wouldn't go give it to him. No, no, he was just discrediting John <laughs> at all costs. He was like, "Yeah, I handle him. Good fight. Yep. This is what it is." And they were like, what was the most impressive thing you saw? Uh, he's just that? a little stronger. Yeah. <laughs> Big guy. Yeah. yeah. I got him. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, talking, you know, down the line, Stipe Miocic, the most accomplished heavyweight of in UFC history, defended the belt three times. So, John's obviously wanting to surpass that. And... Stipe's gonna clear. Yeah, yeah. Stipe's gonna put up much more of a fight than Gon did, that's for damn sure. And um, and to state the obvious, that wouldn't have happened to Francis that quick. I don't think so either. Even though Francis doesn't have the wrestling pedigree of John, obviously. Um he showed he had at least gained a good amount of knowledge training with uh, Randy Couture. Mm-hmm. Um freaking hall of famer one of the best wrestlers of all time and he implemented it against uh cyril gone when they fought and that's how he won because he had a torn acl i think it was his left knee um or maybe his right knee because he could not explode and knock people out still uh, got one left <laughs> yeah yeah he, like he usually knocks people out um the, the striking was just uh obsolete so he had to re- uh, resort to just straight grappling. So yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think he would have put up more of a fight. I'm I'm just trying to picture like if there had been a moment where Francis would have punched John and John would have had to like step back for a few minutes and been like, "Holy cow, he can yes, he can yes, knock me out if I'm not careful." Exactly, exactly. No, that would be the number one caveat for John to worry about going against Francis is just that touch of death and you know right or left Mm -hmm. doesn't matter um not that cyril gone doesn't have that but he's more of a tactician with leg kicks and he wants to try to set you up Mm -hmm. he's not throwing just wild hooks to 
end you like a Mike Tyson Head or honing. something like that. Yeah, yeah, like Francis does. Um, so, yeah, man, super exciting for UFC right now. It's always great to have, I mean, not to mention the GOAT, but just a giant star return mm-hmm. to the UFC. I mean, Dana White's got to love that no matter what. The um, And even though this was certainly a little bit of a disappointment, there were plenty of fights that weren't, you know, the Jeff Neal fight. Um, that was a, a slugfest. Yeah, yeah. So that got fight of the night. Um, Jeff Neal, Shavkat, Rachmanov. First time I've said his name. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> he's from Kazakhstan, and that guy is a freaking monster. He he um, was la- he was laughing the entire fight. He wasn't even. Yeah, yeah. He was having a good time. Yeah, he, I do this for fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll say, man, you you got to be a different kind of person to not mind getting punched in the face. Yeah, absolutely. Or even some guys probably enjoy it. Cut from a different cloth. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is sixteen and zero, eight wins by knockout, eight wins by submission, nine first round finishes. I mean, the guy seems like a freaking world beater, and he's in a tough division. But God, I mean, Jeff Neal, I think was he was top ten. So Rachmanov is gonna get crack it. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to figure out who he would probably match up against next. Um it's gonna be somebody in the top five, I would think. It could be Colby Covington. He did call him out actually. At That's the right. End of it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He, so that'd be that'd be awesome, man. I'd love to see that. But yeah, you're right. That was fight of the night. That was back and forth. They were beating the hell out of each other. Mm-hmm. And then and those um, are my favorite fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can appreciate the the art of the of grappling and just how like how many years it takes to learn how to do that to somebody properly, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially somebody who's training to defend against it. But I, those those fights were just a slugfest. Those are the ones I enjoy. Yeah, I mean. Uh, us as humans, we can resonate with a striking competition mm-hmm. where, you know, oh, someone just got punched in the face. Like, that's exciting. I'm going to tune into that. Mm-hmm. But it, you really have to either participate in jiu-jitsu or some kind of wrestling to understand what's going on in the grappling exchanges. Um, and to be honest, that's how I really got into UFC was I started doing jiu-jitsu when I was like 18. Mm-hmm. So I started to understand you know what a, a sweep is and a triangle choke and kimura armbar everything um and there's a bunch of in, uh, intricacies to it and it's really exciting but um no so then to actually be able to put that into practice in a fast-paced professional ufc fight yeah that makes it all the more impressive Yes, because it's completely different when you're trying to set something up and the guy's on top of you raining punches. Yeah. I mean, it's completely different. Yep. I've never done anything like that, so I, I can't say I know what that feels like. But, um, yeah, I agree. And every casual fan is going to prefer a slugfest. So. And that's what this fight was. And even though he did also finish him with a submission in the third round, mm-hmm. and I think... Neil was about to go out. He was on skates, wobbly legs. What was that submission? It was a rear naked choke as well. Mm-hmm. But remember, he was standing, and he just locked it in right there at the end of the third round. Oh, um, yeah. And he almost dropped. He almost let him go, and he dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So 
Yeah. That was that was a sick finish, man. Um yeah, I was looking all the finishes were submissions last night on the uh the main card besides I mean well, yeah, yeah, all the finishes. There was one decision, but um yeah. But there was a fight in the prelims it was between Ricci and um it was let's two see. It was two women fighters. Oh, are you talking about Amanda Rebus? That one? Yep. Um yeah, so that was by decision. Um Vivian Arulio from Brazil. Derek Brunson's fight was really good. Oh yeah, he took on a uh, Drikus Duplessis, mm-hmm. a South African, and he was looking like he was going to get finished. Mm-hmm. We were watching that at Cameron's place. We and... thought he was breathing hard, but it was like, no, dude, his nose is broken. That's yeah, why he's heaving. Yeah, he's just a mouth breather 100 percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Derek Brunson. I thought had that first round and then he also got a little gassed and started getting pieced up. He got painted. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was the right call to stop that at at the very end of the second round. Cause that was the one where he was on his back and (laughs) he came down with the hammer. Wasn't even defending just, Oh God, already (laughs) out. (laughs) Yep. Um, Cody, which I think a lot of people weren't, weren't happy. Yeah, you had the return of uh, former Bantamweight champion Cody Garbrandt. The guy's only 31 years old, so if he wanted to stick around, he definitely could. Although he's 31, his chin is probably at the age of a 43-year-old, and he was kind of showing that last night. He was very tentative, very Mm -hmm. hesitant to engage. Didn't want to even chance getting touched on the chin. And... um. Yeah, not the most exciting fight. There was a lot of boos, unfortunately, coming from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he ticked a lot of people off because you know you go get in the octagon and dance around and oh, kind of right. hot dog it, but <laughs> then you're not gonna want to get hit or yeah, you're gonna commit ever so slightly. Yeah, he kept uh, yeah. yeah, like you said, being cocky and almost doing like his own kind of gritty right in the <laughs> middle of the fight. Yeah. And it's like, all right, man, like, yeah, we know you're athletic, but if you're not going to take any risks, then, you know, you're just another guy. Sad to say. Um, But, yeah, he won by unanimous decision, so he played it safe. And because of his name, he could potentially get on another pay-per-view as maybe like the opening fight or something, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if they just leave him on the prelims. Just because for the rest of his career, yeah, until he starts getting like significant finishes and you know, um, impressive knockouts, if that ever happens again, like he used to be able to do, that's going to be his only catalyst to getting back on a pay per view. Mm. Um, just because, yeah, that wasn't very that wasn't very eye opening, you know what I mean, last night, yeah, because like you said, it, it was obvious he was a little nervous about getting hitting the chin and so yep. when he would go into attack trevin jones it would just kind of it, it felt like he didn't commit all the way it felt like his punches kind of took he took something off so he would be able to pull his head back correct yeah. yeah yeah rogan mentioned it um he wanted to just counter fight the whole time that's why he was trying to be annoyingly flashy with the dance moves mm-hmm. and just kind of like juke in and out and kind of baiting him like, come on, throw something because I'm just going to counter an uppercut or whatever, mm-hmm. check hook. Um, and a lot of guys 
do that at a successful level. I mean, I, I think about Asanya. He's the best at that yeah. uh, counterfighting. And Anderson Silva was back in the day. So there is that strategy. But if you're not landing with your counter strikes and you're not attacking. Yeah, yeah. If you're not providing significant damage. It looks bad. It looks bad. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get put at the back of the line when it comes to. Uh, it's even worse. Yeah, yeah, when it, when it comes to privilege, I guess if you want to call it that. Um, but yeah, no, it was a terrific night of fights, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very successful event. And um, it's always better when John Jones is back in the mix, I'll say that. Yeah. Crowd was different. Yeah, man, all the stars were out. And, <laughs> they um, really were. Mm-hmm. Yep, Tom Brady... Um, you see Mark Wahlberg, Mike Evans, Marky Mark. Could be like, that's a high throw. I'll show you how you throw. <laughs> come on, come on. It's all on your hips. It's all on your <laughs> hips. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Conor McGregor were there last night. I guess they're doing a movie. Yep, they're filming Roadhouse, and it's a remake. But I guess the big fight at the end of the movie is going to be a UFC fight. Because... <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's character, his last name's Harris or something like that. I saw that on the uh, like the marquee and uh, billboard thing behind him at the press conference. Mm-hmm. And Conor McGregor is being John Anik and like doing the commentating and announcing and everything. Huh. Uh, so I hope it does well. Yeah, I'll probably watch it, but who knows? <laughs> could it could be a good remake? I, mean, I, I th- hope so. I think a lot of people think that first one's kind of classic. Oh, it's yeah. a cult classic. That was a great. Yeah, when you told me to watch that, I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And I, I thought it was great. <laughs> Shout out to Patrick Swayze, RIP. All right. So, um, yeah, that about wraps up 285. Let's just go ahead and look at 286 for shits and giggles. And we'll see. Because that is the rematch of Kamara Usman. And Leon Edwards, and that one—that's one of those man. I, I don't think that's gonna last very long. Really, I think that's. A, I'm coming in here. I'm getting my belt back. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that for sure. I, um, I was undefeated up until you, and then you got lucky and kicked me in the head. Yep, yep. Um, he was up. I mean, yeah, he was up four rounds to nothing. Um, he was gonna win very decisively. And, excuse me, just had Chipotle. (laughs) Um, Flood bowl. Yeah, yeah. That hot salsa's coming up. (laughs) Um, Okay, so yes. This is going down in the O2 Arena in London. Leon's hometown. Okay, you know what? That matters. He'll have home field advantage. And, um, but yeah, I I think you're correct. I think Usman is just going to be... Too powerful. Give me my belt back. Too dominant. <laughs> um, I don't think he'll make the same mistake in the striking aspect. I think he'll close the distance, take him down like he always does, and just dominate with Russell. I hope that he goes for a finish. I, I don't want to see him just grind out a decision like he was about to do in the first fight. Um, but you never know. Leon, Leon is a champion for a reason, man. Although he got lucky against Camaro, he was on a ten-fight winning streak before that. So I mean, the guy's legit. The guy, he's legit. Um, and the fact that he took down Camaro in the first round, 
Nobody's been able to do that. Mm-mm. That that shocked Usman. I, I think if Leon tried to do that ten times, he's only going to do it maybe one or two times. I even, think he just caught him by surprise, but still. Even his biggest rival, Covington, couldn't. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some controversy that he got a takedown and Usman was down for like a second. So they're always like, did that count? Did that not count? But other than that, no one's been able to even get close to that. Mm. Um, besides Leon. And yeah, so that's going to be dope. And the co-main event, Justin Gaethje, everybody loves that guy. He's just a warrior. And then he's taking on uh, Rafael Faziv. And that guy is a sick kickboxer. So he likes to throw wheel kicks as well and just knock your block off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's exactly what Justin Gaethje always brings to the table. And Dana White knows that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that'll be fireworks. My other fighter down there, her name, Luana Carolina. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) funny. That is funny. Yeah. um, I really got to do my... My research on the rest of these fighters Vittori. as they start to get more uh, prominent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvin Vittori, he's a pretty good household name in the middleweight division. He's fought Adesanya twice and lost both. Right, lost both um, by decision. So you know he didn't get finished, obviously, but I don't think it was close. I think he lost almost every round. You ask him that, he disagrees. But <laughs> objectively, I'm pretty sure he lost almost every single round. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's taking on Roman. Oh, God. How do you say that? Dolaz. Dolajai. Dolajai. Okay. From Georgia. Very good. Um, so Marvin's number four. He is number eight. And that, that'll be entertaining mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so, yeah, man. I am hype because it's only two weeks away. They're doing two pay-per-views in March. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, the lineup. I saw the thing come across TV last night. It's one's going to be on ESPN plus or whatnot. And then the next one's on pay-per-view. And then the next one's on ESPN. Then oh yeah. You're talking about uh, the fight nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. No. Um, Dana White said 2023 is going to be even bigger. So he's, uh, he's backing his word up. And after that in April is Adesanya and Pereira again. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a sick rematch. So very exciting. Love it, man. And um, the St. Patrick's Day, that's going to be fun for us because we're going to a, a Capitals game up in D.C. And then the next night is uh, Usman and Edwards. So. I just, just want to know, and I'm going to wear gray. What? Uh, not not rocking the red. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're going to wear green for yeah. St. Well, Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, we, I, yeah, probably wear green. Today. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely wear green. Yeah, yeah. Rock the red. Nah. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm just now getting into hockey and could have been a Carolina fan. (laughs) I get it. DC's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's essentially the home team. I I follow all the other sports from out of that um, part of the the country, the commanders. I've been watching the wizards pretty regularly Mm -hmm. now. Um, But yeah, I, I think I'll probably wear green as well just because it's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. But But I'll be a Capitals fan low-key that day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, last time we went up there, it was Carolina was on a hot streak, and then y'all just smothered. Yeah, man. 
I didn't even see that coming. What was it? Four nothing at four the end? Four to one. I don't even maybe they, I don't even think they scored. Yeah. I don't believe so. Um just walked out of there like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um let's actually look at because I don't know much about the St. Louis Blues. That's who we're going to be seeing on St. Patrick's take on the Capitals. They just sent Ryan O'Reilly to the uh, Maple Leafs, I think. Oh, Gave yeah? Gave them another one. So they're 27 and 30. So, actually, they're not far behind the Caps. I don't think the Caps are much different. Let's see. Yeah, Capitals got rid of 31-27, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like sounding the white flag for the season. Yeah, I remember you saying that the other day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so playoffs start right around the same time as NBA for the most part. Yeah, and then both of those go for a long time. <laughs> both of those playoffs are pretty yeah. damn long. It's from April to, I mean, the finals are in June. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, April to June. That's a... Uh, Three four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, I've been playing NHL from dusk till dawn. <laughs> are you using the Rangers now? Now that they got Kane? No, I've been playing with nothing but the Capitals, man. Loyal, I get. I I'm, dig it. I'm pretty good with them, man. It. Ovechkin is a monster. I come in. You're always taking Mike Mantha to the pipes. And... Yep, him or uh, Strom. Strom's really good. Yeah, Dylan Strom. Yep, yep, and. uh the goalie's great as well, Kemper. He's usually pretty solid. He doesn't let much in. All right. So we talked about this last night. This this is just like my favorite sports question right now. Okay. So we obviously know Wilt Chamberlain's 100 points. It's probably never getting touched, right? More than likely. Yep. Okay. So we always think of Kobe's 81. Yep. We've seen Donovan Mitchell get 71. We've seen Damian Lillard get 71. Who would you pick in the league right now that would go get that that could hit eighty one? All right, Kevin Durant. I Kevin Durant could do it, even though everybody was disagreeing with you last night. I didn't really believe the, that. The point I understand their point now that he's on the Suns. Devin Booker is going to get his shots as long as he's healthy. Right, as long as he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yep. Kevin Durant is a straight up baller. Yeah, he, he doesn't care about being the leader of the team. He doesn't care about, you know, sound and right in press conferences and everything. I just show up and I put 30, 40 a night in. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And he can score with somebody right in his face. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, I mean, Still. he's so tall. It, it doesn't matter. And he's not afraid to turn around and take the 15-footer. Yeah, yeah, he'll shoot mid-range. Yep. He doesn't care. Um, He is definitely somebody that could do it. Do you think John Morant could? Because that's what Ryan was saying. No, no, Ryan, you don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jaw doesn't have the three point game down, so that is his uh, his limitation there. He's he's a little hot and cold with that. Um, so no, I don't think he could do it. I think Giannis could potentially, maybe. He also doesn't have a three point game yeah. really by any means, but. If that guy goes to the free throw line, you know, 12 times in the night and gets a bunch of and ones, he could potentially do it. If mm-hmm. if the game went into like double overtime mm-hmm. or something like that, but I could see him doing it. Yeah, yeah. I could see Dame doing it. 
Well, he's already done. Well, like, no, yeah, you said 71. Yeah, yeah, Dame could do it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, shit, if Steph Curry had his best night ever, he could do it. He, just, sh- he might shatter it. Yeah, dude. just because he's a straight three-point shooter. Right. Um, So he could do it, yeah. Um, So, it, and Luca could too. Cameron made a good point. I think Luca could probably mm-hmm. do it. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to answer Kevin Durant. Luca or Giannis, those are my top three. That yeah, do it. I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah, my big one is Durant. I just yeah, like it, he, there could be just some random night where he's playing up against the second to worst team in the league, and he just decides, okay, I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean, and all that dude wants to do is play basketball. It's yeah. A, no, that that's what he was. Uh, that's what he was born for. It's apparent. Like nothing, nothing extracurricular, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care what you think about that. He's like, no, I just show up and I'm gonna play basketball. Yep, yep. Stone cold killer on the court, that's yep. for sure. Um, hell yeah, man. So, and I know that it's a month overdue, but we got to touch on it. I never did a Super Bowl episode. Oh lord. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're going to dig this grave up. Well, I really just want to talk about, I mean, we can touch on everything, but I really want to talk about the ending more than anything, but I think we disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems so. It yeah. seems so. Um, so as we all know, Super Bowl. oh Lord, I'm going to mess this up. I think it was 56. Um, now are we sure Eagles fans ain't going to come after us here? <laughs> <laughs> Do we yeah. need to watch? Do we need to watch it? Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the stunts family. If you guys ever listen to this, uh, sorry about this. I'd like but... to be invited to the next beach trip. I don't <laughs> want to screw that up. Oh, uh, I'll be honest. I wanted the Chiefs to win, so you have that on. Record. I didn't say that. <laughs> I can't root for Philly, man. They're the rivals of the Commanders. So. Well, that's a legit. That's that's an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Lord have mercy. I'm not good with Roman numerals. I think it was 56, 57, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. 40, 48. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Super Bowl that happened um, a month ago. You had the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Chiefs won just by a field goal at the end. It was pretty, again, anticlimactic. I really thought Philly should have got the ball back and had one more drive to potentially win the game yeah and i just yeah tell me what you thought about the ending so in the first quarter juju comes across the middle and i believe it was bradbury also Mm -hmm. who basically dragged him down right if i'm not mistaken just straight up tackle yeah and they didn't call it and i kind of feel like okay it, the at that point the official put it in the back of his head. He's like, "All right, I let him get away with one. If it happens again, I have to call it." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you saw with that final one because even if I understand, I understand even if it's ever so slightly, there there's a tug on the jersey in the cut. And yes. I know that's what a lot of the radio people were saying and everything, but it when you look at the photo, it's right there. Yep. Yep. And nah. I and I just feel like that call was made out of like, oh shit, I better make sure I get yeah. this one. Yeah, because they missed it in the beginning. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, I mean, I could see that argument. I really think Patrick Mahomes overthrew. Was it Juju at the end? No, it wasn't. It was another Scantling. Or yeah, yeah, uh, Scantling. Um, that was a bad one. <laughs> I, I really think he just overthrew him. I don't think he was going to catch it anyways, but you're right. There was a small jersey grab, and I guess the ref couldn't deny it. He had to throw the flag. But I know it, it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth because it was a great football game. It was a terrific Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Bowl 57, got it that time. Right. <laughs> I had to say that. But there you go. Um, Yes, it was a great game. It was back and forth. It was high scoring. It was everything the fans were looking for. And um, my God, Jalen Hurts. I was one of the biggest detractors of Jalen Hurts from, was that last season they went down to Tampa Bay and he just did not have a very good game. And he mm. missed wide open yep. throws. Yep. Right. And the whole season, you know, I was just like, we'll just make him stand in the pocket and throw, and then you'll see you'll see the other side of him. But, uh, no, all year that guy put in work. And um, in the Super Bowl, he was single-handedly the reason they were close in the in the first place. And, yeah, I mean, I, he could make an argument for a case that even though you didn't win the game, you probably should have got MVP. If that could happen, absolutely. Oh, my God. I mean, he had four touchdowns. Yeah. He was playing just like an All American. He was running the ball. He he was throwing. He did he dimes did. to AJ Brown and Devonte Smith down right. the field. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing more that guy could have done to get him closer. Yep, yep. But um, so one of the big ones I took away was he had that bad turnover in the second quarter. That was that was a bad one. That was the X factor, man. I think that's why they lost that game. But my point being. It's ve- I bet it's very easy to shrink up at that point. Now, now you got Mahomes on the other sideline, and mm-hmm. he's not going to stop scoring. Right. And, right. But no, he took him right down the. He got him in a huddle. He took him right down the field for like an eighty-two yard drive. Yep. Yep. Nah, that that guy. I don't. I'm not taking anything away from him anymore. He he definitely showed that Philadelphia can build around him and. Yeah, no, he has cemented my uh, top priority for a quarterback pick in my fantasy oh draft. <laughs> we really going to talk about fantasy right now? I'm still digesting waffles. Oh, man. my God. Yes. Yeah, we should talk about that, actually. Let's do it. Let's delve <laughs> so, into it. So, yep, uh, we're in a 12-man league for fantasy. I've had a few of our uh, other guys in the league on the podcast, and unfortunately, this gentleman right here, was the culprit of last place, and his punishment was going to any Waffle House he chooses in the area and sitting there for a duration of 12 hours. But every waffle you eat, subtract an hour. So you ate, what, five waffles? Five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. (laughs) And I'm here. When you start off, you don't think it's going to be hard. You're really like, you know what? I got this. (laughs) You get about three or four in, and I thought it was a good idea to drink water. Mm-hmm. So, okay, don't drink any. Don't drink any soda. I would have done the same thing. Don't drink any orange juice or whatever the hell they offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, no, water is a rookie mistake because it makes the batter expand in your stomach. Ah, right? I didn't even think about that. Right, so I'm sitting there at three... And working through the fourth one, and all of a sudden it start it. It's the worst thing in the world when you're stuffed. 
yeah. and you try to keep eating. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know that feeling. God. <laughs> Thankfully, the waitress was on my side, and she was like, you know, just give me a heads up when you want your next one. We can time it out. <laughs> she was very understanding. Apparently, the Waffle House bet happens a lot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I can imagine they see that every year. <laughs> yeah, I can honestly say Waffle House meets all those uh stereotypes jokes whatever mm-hmm. about about 1 a.m to 3 4 a.m it's the wild west in there it's, yeah uh, yeah because you did the the graveyard shift you went in there at midnight yeah <laughs> right after work. <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping you were going to do it in the morning so we could come uh, hang out with you I, and eat a couple waffles in, anything <laughs> like that man i'm just like do it now get it over with <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not gonna have it <laughs> hang over my head, but um, that's hilarious. So you get to the, I get to the fifth waffle, and I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> and I swear that fifth waffle took like two and a half hours to eat. Oh just my sitting God. there getting yeah, rock just, hard and cold. There's <laughs> no syrup. I I allow myself to have a little bit of syrup. That's right. That's right. Uh, if I'd have had syrup, we'd had a problem. No savory syrup. No, mm. but um. I guess it's an experience I could tell people I did. <laughs> like, yeah, man, you did it. Like, yes, sir. Um, I guess just try not to get last again. <laughs> highlight highlight of the night, though, was um, the place was pretty full. It was pretty packed. And then somebody put on Hank's family tradition <laughs> on the jukebox like yeah. to play three straight times. Oh, my God. It was on <laughs> it was, repeat. It was awesome. <laughs> yep. Oh, Didn't see Lord. any fights, though, so that was nice. Didn't. Oh, yeah. You I'm were there on an off night, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, I'm trying to sit there, get through this, and there's fists being thrown. No, that wouldn't have been <laughs> ideal. Yeah, you would have had to get that on video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have gone I'd viral. Like, Who knows? I, yeah. If I break this fight up, can that be like the end of the punishment? Like, <laughs> yeah. if I voluntarily jump in the middle? Right, right. The trade off. <laughs> no, oh, it was man. fun, man. Our fantasy league's a bunch of good, good people. And. Oh, of course. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out to the group. Um, the waiver wire dummies. That's our <laughs> league name. <laughs> uh, Got a pretty sh- official trophy this time. Oh, my God. I know. Shout sick. out to Caitlin Camerman, uh, Mike's wife, for winning the whole thing. Good Lord. Title I mean, town. Yeah. Yeah. God. I mean, and she really didn't make that many waiver moves at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had, I, I mean, did. To be honest, I did. <laughs> I mean, I would look. I would look at my – I say this all the time. My receivers were Terry McLaurin, Donovan Smith. De- or Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith and uh, um, it was another It was another beast. Oh, Debo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why in the hell would I trade one? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, – I just got burned. Yeah, yeah. And I guess – I mean, I, so I was the opposite. My receivers were weak, but running backs were – great this year for mm-hmm. me so that was really your downfall your yeah. running backs weren't that significant unfortunately and then the final what was it the final week i had to play ben and i needed debo to only have like 15 points or something yeah and he got yep. hurt in the first play Dude, that's the right first play <laughs> god man that is that is the one just freaking black plague in football man his injuries can just happen at the drop of a dime mm-hmm. yeah doesn't take much. I got to go. I got the privilege to go with some friends to see the 
Commanders play the Jaguars. And, oh my God, I'm pissed. I wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you just see it live, and you see it at that level. It's it's incredible how fast they're going. Mm-hmm. Like I I think I told you, you could see Trevor Lawrence was running for his life. Yep. At that point, the Jaguars were still trying to figure it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That guy had eyeballs. Like, <laughs> dude, I could never play quarterback in the NFL. Forget that. I couldn't play in the NFL. In general. (laughs) No, you cut from a different cloth, man. Yeah, yeah. I I thought a little different when I was 20 years old and I thought I was invincible. I was like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Then I separated my shoulder and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Those dreams went out the window. But but you got some tales from your semi-pro days, though. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the big big running back you tried to meet. Oh, my God. Yeah, he looked like friggin' DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got a concussion in a game and kept playing. Mm. It, it was wild. I remember, um, yeah, he broke through the middle, and I was playing safety, and it was just me and him, and I went real low, and I went so low that his knee hit the back of my helmet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you hit your funny bone and your arm tingles up like that, well, my head did that. Oh, that doesn't sound fun I at all. I was like, ding. Oh. And then I, <laughs> Shit, I, stood, I stood up, and... Uh, I slowed him down enough to where my teammates could catch up and tackle him. But I stood up and I looked at my coach and he was just like, what the fuck was that? Like screaming at me because I didn't tackle him. But I saw like double vision. I saw You're two, looking at the wrong I one. I saw two of my coaches. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. But I stayed in the game. I was like, I'll be all right. And I shook it off and kept playing. Damn, dude. Yeah, that that was probably the worst of like concussion. Yeah. Uh, protocol well, that I should have went through. Well, it's yeah. wild now. It's I can remember – there was a time when it was called getting your bell rung mm-hmm. and Lord only knows how many concussions that was. Oh my God. You know, when yeah, yeah. someone was like, I oh, just got your bell rung, get back in there or yep. get back up or. Yeah. That, that was just a, a natural, uh, proclamity that would happen. And do you think, do you think honestly looking back, do you think they were concussions? Yeah. 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 They're mild concussions. They're mm-hmm. not severe to where obviously. To- yeah, yeah, to where you don't know where you are or, you you know, you don't know what month it is or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're just completely um, lost. But, yeah, um, any kind of impact where your brain sloshes and hits the side of your skull, that could be um, diagnosed as a mild concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I even remember playing lacrosse back in high school. Those helmets are not made for head-to-head collisions like football helmets are and i remember this guy had the ball was coming up the sideline and i hit him as hard as i could and sent him flying out of bounds but when i hit him my whole vision like just flashed and that was probably my brain going and just colliding against the left side of my skull damn man and uh it was it was Similar to like a flash knockout, but I didn't get knocked out. Mm-hmm. So it, that was a little scary. That that was probably a concussion. Um, but that's uh, what we do when we're young, right? We, we just don't <laughs> care in the moment. <laughs> I ran into a wall down in Alabama. Yeah. We, we were doing tornado relief and just lost track of where I was. And I actually had tripped over the basketball and I hit my side of my head, hit the wall. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And, uh, I remember we, I was sitting at dinner, the youth group went to dinner and I don't know. It felt like I wasn't all there. Yeah. And, yeah. And, no, um, I'm sure you were slightly concussed. I think, thankfully the youth leaders picked up on it and they were like, let's, let's go ahead and go. And 
So that's what it was. It was a church retreat. Yeah. Down there. Cool, yeah. Cool, cool. And then only thing I've ever had close to that, there was one time my cousin accidentally kicked me in the temple. I don't I don't think it was a concussion, but I remember I I literally had to uh go into our living room couch and I just laid on my back for like I would say three or four hours. Damn. And then because I felt so nauseous. Yeah. And that's probably what it was then. The way the, the way we knew something was wrong was like, like we used to have taco salads quite a lot for dinner, and it was like it was taco night, and I was like, I don't want any. Uh, I'm Damn. good. I'm just going later. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's check it out. Yeah, that's a huge red flag if you don't want tacos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something wrong. It uh, all comes back to food with me. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's right. It is the essential. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Sweet. Yep. Well, I think that about wraps up everything that I wanted to touch on. Um. Man, feels good to get back at it. It's good, man. And get in front of the camera this time. Yeah. Pretty cool. Glad you took the time to make sure you're doing okay. Thank you. And thank you. Always. You are always a priority first. Of yeah. course. Of course. Yep. Yep. Um. That is very important for everybody listening out there um definitely take care of yourself and um sounds like you got some good guests coming up yes yes um got some great guests coming up um definitely gonna be some uh reoccurring ones and um i can't wait man and yeah so everybody enjoy the youtube podcast here and like subscribe share all that fun stuff and Jason, I appreciate you being the first video guest. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Next time. Next time. All right, guys. Thanks again. And we'll catch you on the next one.